It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Michelle, making sure that everyone is unmuted that needs to be unmuted. Thank you, Michelle. That's my one job. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Infectious Groove podcast. And we are narrowing in on the end of this so close. tournament. The bonus episodes, we actually had a listener right around the time the whole worldwide lockdown started. Said, hey, you guys should do some bonus episodes. And so we said, okay, we are sitting around <laughs> doing nothing. We will be more than happy to. And uh, had another listener come up with the tournament idea. And here we are. Boom. So uh, now, a couple of weeks ago, there was a shift and the Facebook users took over and decided how things were going to go so that's where we're at with the records where that are left in the tournament and this episode here where we're going to go through all the feedback that we have from everybody and give you the winner of the latest one uh these two records were in the semifinals which means that the winner of this uh all of this feedback that we're about to share is the first record to enter the finals in the first infectious group podcast tournament so pretty Boom. sweet Pretty sweet. <laughs> Are you just doing one word answers this time? Yes. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> Boom. So anyways, uh, what we left you guys with last week for you to debate and decide and give us your feedback was Carol King Tapestry versus Led Zeppelin 4, both of which uh, had a hard-fought battle to get where they are. And uh, we're going to share the feedback now and then uh, tell you who won that battle and get into uh, the other battle, which is also going to be hard. So For some people. <laughs> <laughs> Feedback, John. Don't worry about that. Right. There's a rock and roll view without feedback. Pink Floyd, a band that started out with four members, then had five, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. had four, and ended with three. <laughs> And, I heard that uh, was a, a, a riddle on it, the internet. It was a riddle on the internet. And uh, it should be super easy for somebody in radio to answer, that's for sure. <laughs> so having said that, we have feedback to share from our listeners regarding this epic battle of uh, Carol King, Tapestry versus Led Zeppelin 4. Kyle and Michelle both hold the, hold the keys to that particular kingdom. And uh, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, boy, it's <laughs> here comes the excitement. Guys, how are you going to decide who's going first? Uh, what about a thumb wrestle? Oh. Oh, you're gonna get beat. Okay, one thing we didn't decide in the last couple of weeks, though, 
what happens when one of you wins? Whoever the winner is of the thumb war, then what happens? In theory, in theory, you shouldn't have to go first if you win. But we've been doing it is if you win, you go first. Okay. So, so we're we going to do. We can continue. We can continue. We can get to that Michelle's way. backward way. <laughs> yes. Way of doing things. Okay. Uh, please stay away from the mic boom stands and uh, do your thumb war. One, two, three, four. I declare thumb, thumb war. war. Oh, look at the strategy. Look at this. Uh, this. <laughs> You're getting your nails into me. Oh, well, hey, that's part of strategy. Cheating, cheating. Oh, that's that's cheating. That's cheating. Disqualification. This, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. And for those of you who couldn't see, because this is this has yet to be a, a televised event, I'm certain that eventually it will be. Oh, for sure. With there being a lack of sports worldwide, this is probably going to get televised eventually. Oh, uh, that's where he missed the boat, man. J- just so everyone knows, there was a cheating. Uh, the sport is clearly called thumb war. God, I tried I to tag in my other uh, finger and it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle tried. Uh, Kyle tried to run in. Uh, tried to have his manager, the finger, uh, get involved, and uh, no, no, we yeah, can't. I got caught by the referee. Yep. And so uh, you're, you're disqualified. So, Michelle, you're going to go first. You God damn it! <laughs> Three weeks in a row, you've won. The, you've won the right to go first. You set it up like that. So hey. Anyways. Michelle, what feedback are you happy to share with us? I have so much good feedback. You do. Uh, Jamie P., who I think I read every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, yeah, which is great. This week he said it's going to be a short one. Um, It's not going to be a novel, which is fine. Like, you could just, either way. (laughs) He says the styles make fights, and in this case, mood makes the fight. Um, If he wants to chill with a glass of whiskey and groove to tunes, it's Led Zeppelin. Um, And if he wants some cheering up or needs to be motivated, it's Tapestry. He said it was much closer than he thought it was going to be, but he would much rather chill with a glass of whiskey than be motivated. So his vote is for Led Zeppelin. And he also says it needs to get Tapestry on vinyl, so we should probably get on that. Um, Did you see what the last thing says about that? It says, thank you, Infectious Group Podcast, for continuing to point out his uh, glaring holes in his record collection. So, you're welcome. <laughs> yep. Um, I do like, though, that he says it was much closer than he thought it was going to be. I don't think a lot of people thought of that. And then when they really put these records up against each other, they were like, uh-oh, like they, this is tight. Yeah, it was tight, like tighter for me. It was probably the tightest one yet, mm-hmm. like besides Pink or, uh, Fleetwood Mac and Prince. Right. Yeah, yeah which where you... I could not make a decision. She literally laid down on the floor <laughs> kicking and was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, Kyle, what do you got up? Uh, Chris A. has two smidges of feedback, one for last week's episode and one for the tournament. Uh, first one, in my book, Skippable is I Could Take It or Leave It. Stinker is Move On. I don't want to hear that track. I guess we all have our own rating system. I mean, my 1 to 10 scale is way different than some other people. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> oh, well, because he's talking about you. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> he can be talking about anybody. I'm pretty sure. He also said for this one, he has to go Led Zeppelin. Uh, it's a great album for Kill King, but four is much stronger of an opponent. Yeah. I, I can't disagree. There's, there's a lot of points coming up. They, they, I think for some folks, it's closer than others, this yes. particular one. But yeah, I can't. Yeah. Oh, and also, Michelle, any comment on uh, Stinker versus Skippable? Because there was some controversy last week regarding, well, we didn't, we didn't quite like the term Skippable. We like the term No Stinkers. But for me... There really aren't any songs that I can take or leave, honestly. Like, I either love a song or get the fuck out, you know? Like, yeah, I feel like I could, I could take or leave a lot of different stuff. You're open to the term skippable? 
I didn't say that. Oh. I'm just <laughs> I don't really like that word. I like stinker better, but I, I don't think that they maybe I, I don't, they don't they don't mean the same thing. I don't. Yeah, think. I, I do understand and I appreciate the difference. However, uh, it's a nuanced difference between yeah, skippable uh, and stinker. Skippable will not be entering my vocabulary. <laughs> um, however, I do I understand the difference in the words. Right on, fantastic. Okay, oh. uh, what do you got up for? Uh, I got oh, Jeffrey we're, we're D. Back, we're back to you since you won. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Um, he said he listened to both these albums again, and Tapestry is such a great record. Um, he calls I call this album for the most part a feel good album. Um, there are of course some um, introspective songs, but for the most beat uh, most part upbeat tunes. Um, Carol King is such a good writer. I mean, she wrote "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman" for Aretha, "Pleasant Valley Sunday" for the Monkees, "We Love Me Tomorrow," and she also wrote a song on the Beatles' first album called "Chains," which I did not know that. I didn't know that until I read his feedback. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. The more you know. Um, he said that she's a lyrical genius, and I I agree. After that, he listened to Led Zeppelin four, and oh my god, from the beginning of uh, "Black Dog." Hey, hey, mama. You Which know, is, for me. Yeah, it's nice that he included the Michelle Impaired uh, <laughs> yeah. names of the songs. <laughs> Thank you. Um, to the last song, When the Levee Breaks, uh, If It Keeps On Raining, the Levee Is Gonna Break. So I <laughs> Which appreciate, is, that's yep, how you know yep, the song. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, he said the album doesn't let up from beginning to end. When it is over, I just want to play it again and again. Tapestry came out in February 71, and Led Zeppelin Four came out in November of 71. Both were giant success for their respective artists. But when both are on the table, I have to pick one to listen to. Uh, I'm not even aware of what the other album is because as soon as I see Les Up and Four, that was what I'm going to pick. I'm 90% sure I personally have been through that with Jeff. <laughs> Where, like, there's an array of records and he's just like, four, you know. Um, but it sounded like it was close. It was, sounds like it's very yeah. close. And one thing that Jeff picked up on that people, I don't know why, but a lot of people think of Tapestry as a downer record and it's really not. Both like, uh, Jamie and Jeff had yeah, said it's, that. Yeah, it's really not a downer record. Oh, but it doesn't record. mean that I call him Jeff. I mean, something like, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? is naturally you know a, down, a downer yeah. song i mean the whole subject that it is about is naturally a downer but um i just don't think of the whole record as yeah a downer. me either uh what else do you got over there i think kyle you got more yeah mario g says i really thought this was going to be a tough decision after listening to tapestry i just couldn't see a way that leads up in four or could beat it Spoiler alert, 30 seconds into Led Zeppelin 4, I knew it was clearly Led Zeppelin 4. <laughs> <laughs> Let me first heap mad amounts of praise on Tapestry. Tapestry is a masterpiece. If a friend wasn't familiar with Carole King, you could play them Tapestry and tell them it's her greatest hits. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, they would most likely respond with, wow, she had an amazing career. Just kidding, this is her second album. <laughs> yep. That's right, 12 jams to start from start to finish, and if you've never heard this album, you probably know almost all of the songs. And that's my first knock against the album. This is probably crazy to say, but there are so many other fantastic covers of these songs that is sort of takes away from this album. Which is what you thought to begin with. Yeah. You yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I agree. There's, I had and no I idea just, that all those songs were covers. And I keep mentioning this one song, but like everyone has done Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Yeah. And everyone's Amy Winehouse alone has two distinct versions of it, and both of them are I didn't amazing. I know she had two. Yeah, uh, I need to find the other one, actually. I have one on her album, Lioness, mm-hmm. and then there's another one that was used in the newsroom that I don't have, that, mm. that I need. Complete, think it's on the completely different vocal and everything. There's no soundtrack for the newsroom. I mean, I could make one. I have a history of making Aaron Sorkin soundtracks. <laughs> I was going to say, you haven't made one yet? Or? <laughs> uh, what, what else has Mario got? Uh, he also says, not a lot. I'm splitting hairs here. I would say that the title track, Tapestry, is the only song on this album that I don't belt out every time. It's not a bad song it's just not it's just my least favorite yeah 
However, I sing my heart out to every other song. The, uh, the emotional ro- roller coaster that this album takes you on is amazing. She sings every song with so much emotion. I would go into every track, but Will You Love Me Tomorrow and Natural Woman are my favorites. Mm-hmm. But again, they are all jammy jams. This album should be Trademark. in everyone's top five. Yeah, Mario. Mario was this funny. Maybe that's why Chris says skippable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the um, KTEL version of, uh, yeah. of uh, no, uh, no Stinkers. He uh, says, uh, <laughs> next week it's going to be like... Um, uh, my songy song. <laughs> <laughs> so Mario can avoid that. Uh, uh, us a nickel. Uh, Anyways, go on. He also says this album should be in everyone's top five. I need to cry albums or emotional release albums. Mm-hmm. Not a sad album, but a great album to help you get through something. Uh, Smackwater Jack is the only song that feels out of place to me, but it's a jam. What a great album. For anyone making the argument that Tapestry is better based on lyrics, I don't know that I disagree with you. I get it, but as I stated earlier, it took 30 seconds to get into Led Zeppelin 4 for me to pick it as a winner. Led Zeppelin 4 also is a masterpiece. I really mean it. At about 30 seconds into Black Dog, I was certain that this was a better album. It's definitely the album that will most likely be chosen between the two if they're both sitting on the table. Now, I agree with Russ that I generally have no idea what any of the lyrics mean (laughs) (laughs) or or what the songs are about, but I know every single word and sing my heart out the whole way. Maybe choosing Led Zeppelin 4 means I'm more of a rock fan. I don't know. This is, I want to say also, Mario was going on about how he's not a Pearl Jam fan and then heaped like four paragraphs of uh, praise yeah. on Pearl Jam 10. So, Mario, it is our official ruling that you are, in fact, a rock fan. You don't have to tell people, but we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just us. It's just between you, us, and the listeners. To round it out, he also said this album just hits me on a higher level, uh, 30 seconds, and I could already feel it was coming the rest of the way. And that excitement is why I chose Led Zeppelin 4 and why I listen to it more often than Tapestry. The album opens with Black Dog and ends with When you when the Levee Breaks and is jam-packed in between. It's Led Zeppelin 4 for me. I listened to these albums several times. That's how hard it was for me. I always ended up choosing Led Zeppelin 4. I probably spent too much time on this. <laughs> Sincerely, an undefeated Euchre participant at 33 and a third Music Appreciation Center and Speakeasy. I like that he's still using the correct, <laughs> the correct signature. That'll go. Yeah, that, that works. You have at least one more? Michelle? I do. Mike D. There's no doubt these two albums are in a class of themselves. This is the first time in the matchup albums I voted for were up against each other. Both are timeless classics with great tunes and an emotional connection. The difference for me in these two albums is motivation to explore the artist's catalog beyond these albums. I love Tapestry, but it didn't inspire me to explore more of Carole King's music. After Tapestry, the next Carole King album I listened to in its entirety was 1989 City Streets. So that was like, what, almost 20 years after? Mm-hmm. Was that our third album? Second. No. Or no, or then, no, she had other stuff in between. Okay. Uh, Led Zeppelin 4 made me want to dive into their catalog, backwards and forwards, from Led Zeppelin 2 to In Through the Outdoor, Stairway to Heaven, or Rock and Roll was probably um, the gateway into Led Zeppelin. I've said it before, 4 is one of their least favorite Led Zeppelin albums, but it turned me on to their music. So for that reason, he's packing his bags for the Misty Mountains and going with Led Zeppelin 4. Where the spirits <laughs> roam. That is a really solid point that I never thought of. That like every Led Zeppelin fan you know probably heard 4 first and then went back to 2 and up to physical graffiti and so on. And every Carol King fan you know heard Tapestry and was like, I'm all set. Yeah, yeah I couldn't name I anything about else. It like that, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Like when he busted out that record from the '80s, I was like, "Oh, that's that's another <laughs> Carol King record." You know, like I just never even thought of it, which is crazy. So, how many albums does she have? I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, apparently, we need to find that out. Because I mean, I'm sure she didn't just become bad at writing lyrics all of a sudden. You know, I bet or singing. Yeah, there's probably a whole lot of other good material there that we just need to take our time and huh. dig into. So, in the world's most obvious announcement, Led Zeppelin Four. 
What? Is the first record to make it into the finals. Yay. Of the, I know. See, this is where it could have yeah, used so the clapping. Could have used the applause. Well, yeah, we got a golf clap going, though. So, <laughs> so that works. So having said that, this matchup next is for pretty much uh, all the marbles. This is the one that will go up against Led Zeppelin Four in the finals. Before noon today, I had gone back and forth on this one about 10 <laughs> That's times. That's what you had said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, before it was even noon. So uh, we will come back in a second. And when we do, we are going to be discussing Pearl Jam 10 versus Prince of the Revolution, mm-hmm. Purple Rain. And this is, yeah, I know. You're going to be all right. I am going to be all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back in a minute. And uh, I'm going to get through this. I can get through we this. We can get through it together. Life on a spaceship can be boring. That's what I hear, though life aboard the Oz-9 is mostly about careening from one near disaster to the next. To fend off boredom, gated galaxies outfitted their ships with a number of challenges, like bombs, poisoned crew meals, and assassins. One nice thing they did, and we can only assume it was accidental, was to include the old-time Earth podcast, Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Hosted by video game world record holders Willie, Ginger, and usually Simon, they review beers, describe video games, recommend other podcasts, and generally crack wise and have a grand old time. Not that we can enjoy any of the things they recommend, but whatever. Grand Rapidians play video games. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, I am Christy. And I'm Leighton. And together we are a new podcast on whiskey tasting called... Married, Married Mash. Mash. Where we discuss life, family, and pretty much anything. Yep, and Leighton brings a new whiskey for me to try. Will we clink it? Or will we sink it? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember... Always drink responsibly. Indeed. All right, so we shared all the feedback. We let you know that the first album to move on to the final round is, in fact, Led Zeppelin in their fourth effort from 1971. Now we need to throw our ideas out there for what is going to be the record that goes up against it in the finals. So for this round, we have Pearl Jam 10, which uh, knocked out the Weekend Trilogy in its first round. Cheater McGee. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Dermot Kennedy, Without Fear, in the second round. And now here's where it sits in the uh, semifinal matchup versus Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain, which I would argue had a very hard, uh, more tough road to, to get to where it's at. It definitely did. Yeah. Uh, Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain knocked out Fleetwood Mac Rumors in the first round. Then it went up against Michael Don't Jackson Thriller. Me. Yeah. It went up against Michael Jackson Thriller, and here now it sits in the semifinals. And I think for me, there's a lot of things that are way different about both of these records, and there's a lot of things that are really similar about both of these records. So, really? Yeah. So I'm... I don't think I've ever been happier to go last on this um, uh, because I want to get both of your opinions first. Uh, now, again, we'll just give our opinion first, then we'll talk it out. We'll talk through it. Let's talk through it together. Yeah, because I feel like once I physically say it, I'm going to need like shelter, like what my uh, what my uh, vote is on this. Uh, oh shit, Kyle, you got a copy of Pearl Jam Ten laying on the table, and you got a copy of Purple Rain laying on the table. Which one are you going to pick up and put on? Uh, Pearl Jam. What? Yep. Why is it always a secret with you? Uh, <laughs> like, just so you know, people can turn up their radios as loud as they want when they hear this. 
<laughs> it's a it's a tough one, man. But uh, if I had them both singing for me, I I really think that it would be uh, Pearl Jam. Maybe, maybe put on Purple Rain quickly after. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> not to, it, yeah, not to say I wouldn't play them together, but I, Pearl Jam would be first. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Uh, but then again, you also understand that Once is a fantastic opening track, whereas somebody here doesn't. Yes. So, uh, Michelle, you t- <laughs> <laughs> you gave us a glimpse last week as to how your vote was going to go this week and next week. Uh-huh. But let's just say we were surprised. For shits um, and giggles? Yeah, just for, for shiggles, as they say. <laughs> Michelle, Pearl Jam 10 was laying there with its awful opening track once. I know, right? And uh, Purple Rain was laying right next to it. So you are either going to get to hear a terrible opening cut or Dearly Beloved. Uh, which way are you going? Uh, Prince 100%. Prince 100%, she says. Yeah, so not Prince 100%, but Prince for me. How many percents? <sighs> <laughs> 67 just, just That's like super close Just enough to carry it to the wind Can, <laughs> can we ask for a recount? Yeah, yeah I would rather you didn't <laughs> I woke up today about I don't know 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning Whenever my cat saw fit to wake mm-hmm, me up mm-hmm. It's uh, 8.53 in the PM Right now and uh, I've been flip-flopping All day on it so I'd rather not do a recount Fine So for me how this broke down was there's more variety in Purple Rain than there is in 10 and I can get a lot from Purple Rain that I get from 10 like certainly the groove that's in like Even Flow or Why Go or whatever I can get that from Baby I'm a Star certainly from Let's Go Crazy Mm -hmm. even from I I know it's a running joke but Computer Blue the groove that's in that (laughs) Mm -hmm. song Um, as far as ballads go Garden Release Black I can get all that out of the Beautiful Ones and uh, uh, the title cut Purple Rain and then there's stuff that 10 can't bring to the table, like Take Me With You. has got almost a Motown vibe to it. Mm-hmm. 10's got nothing like that going on. Yeah, that's true. Darling Nikki, 10 couldn't, I mean, it would be remote, incredibly out of place on 10, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I, you know, I really went back and forth on this because I think I think 10 is inarguably one of the greatest debut records of all time. And I know I labor this point all the time, but if this was uh, a thing about Yield versus Purple Rain, I'd mm-hmm. have an even harder time with <laughs> yeah. it. Um, oh, because there's because, because, no contest. No, no, because there are are unorthodox funky moments on Yield that mm-hmm. are not on 10, but it took, you know, Pearl Jam Let a while to go into that. What if it was uh, 10 against uh, Rumors? I'm not saying it would have made it this far, but... I can tell you, let me say this, I often, I don't have the track listings in front of me, but I know there are songs on Rumors that I don't like, and mm-hmm. I, I truly love every song on 10. Huh. So I would still go with, I would go with 10 over Rumors. Okay. Okay. I respect the decision. I, I think, oh man, the Fleetwood Mac fans are going to be nuts. It's either Oh Daddy or Snowbird. There, there's at least one or two tracks that I don't like on Rumors. Kyle, what was your thinking behind it? I, I just have, I, know, I know you've been staunch Eddie Vedder I, supporter this whole time. but I have more. I'm still bitter that they kicked out. Um, uh, weekend in Dermont. Yes. I'm still bitter that the Dermont uh, lost to them. But Eddie Vedder, I, I have more emotionally invested in Pearl Jam than I do Prince yeah. overall. I do agree that... Uh, you know, Purple Rain is way more like groovy and funky than Pearl Jam, but I I'm not really listening to Pearl Jam to sure. get, get in the groove and the funk. You know, yeah, absolutely. So it's like I just yeah yeah I don't mean to sound like I'm faulting the record for something it can't help. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's ten just, ten aspires to be a great rock debut record. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great rock yeah. debut yeah. record. Yeah, so when, I when I'm was, looking to listen to a great rock record, I'm listening to 10. You know? Who is it? One of you read someone. One of you read someone's <laughs> feedback. And someone left the feedback oh. and was like, that's what 10 delivers on its promise, that it, yes. it's going to be a great 
rock debut record. I don't remember who said that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Somebody somewhere said that at some point in time. <laughs> and it was read. Now, I know this. It was read on the last episode. Okay. Okay. So it was on our social media. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect time. Go to Facebook.com. <laughs> in Texas Group Podcast. Find this comment. Tell yeah. who so was. You can, so you can yeah, find this comment and tag us. But yeah, overall, I just have more invested into Pearl Jam than I do yeah. Prince. Um, yeah. Yeah, and surprisingly, I don't think I'm invested more in one than the other. Like what? for me, yeah, I think one. Because you don't think I, you're more invested in Prince than you are. With Purple Rain's not even my favorite Prince record. You have a Prince tattoo. Yeah, that, we're not talking about Prince versus Pearl Jam because there's no contest there. Oh, I thought you said you weren't more invested in like one band over. The no, other. I'm talking about these records. Oh, you know how I'll we're debating these records. <laughs> That's why I misunderstood. <laughs> Do you want to take your mic and go? No, because it's yours. Yeah, well, that, that's a good reason. I'll take that one. <laughs> but no, like I'm not more invested in one of these records over the other. Yeah, because I get not to be funny, but the average person would probably be like, "Yeah, but you love Prince way more than Pearl Jam." But this is not even close to my favorite Prince record. I don't think. Yeah, and I, I really didn't start listening to Prince till later after I started listening to Pearl Jam. So it's just there, there's more there for me. And 10. Nostalgia? Yeah, yeah. Nostalgia that. almost sometimes, not that you meant it this way, but it almost sometimes comes off as like a dirty word, and it's not. Like, you know. No, you yeah, know. I like things that like take well, me yeah. back. And, yeah. And, yeah. Why yeah. Why not? I don't know why people. It's yeah. those people who have guilty pleasures who are embarrassed oh. to say it, and it's like, you should just say <laughs> it. I just saw, it. you know, a total sidebar. I just saw on a music forum the other day, somebody started a thread, and I stopped myself from even clicking on the thread. Good that enough. was like, guilty pleasures or songs you're embarrassed you used to listen to. What? There you shouldn't. What? There should be no such thing. Like if you like, I'll tell you right now. I love "Bye Bye Bye" by NSYNC as much as I do. You know any Eminem song or a lot of the Pink Floyd songs that I love. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of Pink Floyd songs that I love more than that song. But like, there's never going to come a point in my life where I'm going to laugh at that and be like, you know, like Poison. I always use Poison as an example. <laughs> I love Poison as much today as I did in 1988. Like, you know. It's also okay not to love a song that much anymore, but to be embarrassed by it. There, yeah, there are that. so many people who have a whole layer of song-related shit that they that their best friend doesn't even know that they like because they're embarrassed. They, they oh, like yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, to yeah. the dark side and just be you. We, well, we get people we get people that'll come over for spinning records and they'll tell me like the day after they were here oh I really wanted to hear this but I wasn't sure how it would go over in the room and I was like it's my house you own it like I own that record like if, if you yeah. want to hear that like we're, we're going to listen to that and if anybody has a problem with it the, the door is the same door let them in we'll, we'll let them out you literally just have to not give a shit what somebody else thinks yeah and it, well, and easier said than done I was yeah. going to say I think that's in short supply yeah oh yeah totally. well, that's for sure so Michelle I know we joked earlier and you said you're just picking Purple Rain from here out but was there like any consideration I'm being serious any consideration at all towards 10 so no to be honest if both of those records were on the table it would be hands down Purple Rain like I Every wouldn't time. even have to think about it I'd be like just shoving 10 under the table and then like here's Purple Rain not only picking one but <laughs> like um, being I, outright rude to the other I record I feel like 10 was one of those records along the this entire way which is I feel like this has been a um, Aesop's Fables for me you wanted me to listen to these so that I would understand and like grow to love them so I feel like this was an album that I would have never picked up and listened front to back Ten. on my own correct mm -hmm. yeah but I didn't hate it I think out of this tournament and we can discuss this more on the final episode but if off the top of my head I think it, if out of this you've at least come away with Pearl Jam 10 and Let's Up on 4 oh by far that yeah that you like way more than you ever thought that you would there was a couple records on, on along the way that I didn't hate as much as I thought yeah. but we can well, talk about that next that's, week that's going to be weeks. 
two weeks from now, yeah. yeah, the final episode. Yeah, which is why I was like, we definitely should do a final episode to announce the winner, and then we can kind of walk through things like that. Yeah. Because there was a lot I learned during the tournament as well. So. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. So um, I don't want to put the weight of the world on the listener's shoulders, but I'm going to put the weight of the world on the listener's shoulders. I, I feel like the, I'm always shocked at what the listeners pick. I feel like it's, it's always, I feel like it's so good going into it, and then I was like, oh, really? There were so. two big surprises for me this week. Number one, the thing Mike Downing said about no one ever digging further into Carol King's yeah. catalog and everyone mm-hmm. digging further into Pearl Jam's. I was blown away when I read that. I or mean, not uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I That's was totally blown away. Yeah. yeah. I never even thought about it like that. And the yeah. other thing was, I can't believe how many people were like, oh, this was closer than I thought it was going to be. Like, in, the, in you know, like even Mario, yeah. I think I think it was Mario that said when he started, he was like, oh, tap, how, how, how does anything yeah. beat tapestry? And then 30 seconds into Hey, Hey, Mama. <laughs> which is what the song is called. <laughs> which is what it should be called, I guess. <laughs> they at no point during the song do they say Black Dog. At any point during the song. What the F, man? <laughs> Sounds like something. You know what you should do for your homework for next week? Uh, Google and find out why the song is called Black Dog and then bring it to story time. For, okay. You know who else does that, uh, which is annoying? Sidebar? Uh, Fall Out Boy. Oh, yeah, oh, There's yeah, lots yeah. of artists who just make no, up yeah, random titles like for it. the songs, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this in the past, but my personal favorite thing about Led Zeppelin is that they have title songs for albums that are on other albums. Oh, yeah, you did say that. So, like, the song, <laughs> in the, the, they have a record called In Through the Outdoor, and the title song for that is on another album. <laughs> and they have a live album called The Song Remains the Same, but the album before that has a song called The Song Remains the Same. Do you think that they just did a lot of drugs, or do you think that that was on purpose? Well, I want to say a couple of things. First of all, they for sure did a lot of drugs. For sure. Led Zeppelin. That's 100%. Um, If you would like to know the amount of drugs that Led Zeppelin did, Google exactly these words, Led Zeppelin fish story. Okay. (laughs) And then know that, of course, their drummer unfortunately passed away of death by misadventure. But first, read Led Zeppelin fish story. Google exactly those words, and it will give you an idea of the amount of drugs that Led Zeppelin did. So anyways, like I say, this is going to be on the listeners. So um, I have tried to up my game and tell people more about our social media so everybody knows where to go do this. But if you go to facebook.com slash infectiousgroovepod, like and follow the page, you will see our pinned comment, yeah. uh, our pinned post with uh, the, the a little clip of the current episode. This will be out Friday. We'll leave it open until the following Tuesday, and then we will reconvene next week for uh, announcing what record is going to be in the finals again against Led Zeppelin 4, then we will give our thoughts on the finals, and then we'll have one more of these bonus episodes after that, where we not only announce the winner, but take a little stroll down memory lane. Yeah. We well, should get a highlight room. A thing of, this is what Michelle learned in the last <laughs> 16. And about how all my shit got knocked out along yeah. the way. <laughs> I feel I, wanna, uh, I should create a drop for the, um, like the Incredible Hulk piano. Like the sad <laughs> piano for every time. Yep. Like, and then, then Kyle's record got knocked out. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, so, anyways, we greatly appreciate everybody being along for the ride. And um, we are really looking forward to the end of this tournament to really see how this all shakes out. I have no idea how this round's going to go. And I don't know how the finals are going to go at all. So. If you want to take bets, get at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.